0: Welcome to Illumination by Modern Campus. Through this series, we'll be speaking to college and university leaders about the trends, ideas, and opportunities that are shaping the future of higher education and picking their brains for best practices and advice that leaders can apply to their own institutions. On today's episode, the Evolution's Editor-in-Chief, Amrital Lawalia speaks with Tanya Zlateva, who is Dean of the Metropolitan College and Extended Education at Boston University, We'll talk to Tanya about traditional departments adopting an online and professional education approach and building effective collaborations with faculty. Let's get into it.
1: Thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us for, for this conversation. We really do appreciate your time and openness. What are some of the challenges that research universities face when it comes to meeting the educational needs of the new economy, of the knowledge economy?
2: Well, thank you first for having me and for giving me the opportunity to comment on issues that are very near and dear to my heart and um, I, I believe to many of my colleagues. I'll start with a short answer, a more general answer, which I believe the big challenge for higher education uh, in general, but especially a challenge that is very acute for research university is finding a new sustainable model for educating a rapidly and continually changing workforce. And uh, that is something that research universities and by and large the university community hasn't done. However, this is a social problem that is of high significance. It gives jobs to people. And it is also of economic importance because it directly goes to the viability of the new economy. So uh, we have seen for the last 10 years a very harsh critique of higher education. Well, how high it costs, Um, elites, uh, curricular disconnect from professional needs and uh, the delivery modes uh, are not exactly friendly for working adults. They are not flexible, not responsive to industry relevant education. And so at the same time, we are seeing a, a workforce that is changing and that requires access to higher education, to college level knowledge, asks for affordability, asks for preparation for careers. But that is not how the university and especially the research university uh, has been working. Now, we are seeing that the problem is exacerbated because we are seeing a polarization of the world. And uh, the jobs go, and the career needs are in occupations that are defined by computation, by automation, by intelligent processing. And then a number of jobs are disappearing. Now, this is nothing new in general for industrial revolution. All industrial revolutions have created new jobs and destroyed existing occupations. But there are three differences that are major differences to previous changes. One is that the pace of change is much faster. So it produces new knowledge and profiles much more frequently. At the same time, well, thankfully people uh, live longer, but that means they have to work longer. And if the knowledge profile is changing, they have to go back to school, and acquire that new knowledge and expertise and skills. And it so happens that the new knowledge and the career opportunities are at the high end and require college level education. So here is the growing disconnect. On the one side, um, the traditional research university is looking at undergraduate education and then at doctoral education and the whole emphasis is on research. On the other side, the workforce is in need of professional education that can sustain them for careers that may be stretching for years, and that requires delivery options not just residential, but online, hybrid, uh, non-credit, professional, and the research university hasn't thought about in normally. Um, so. The professional educational aspect uh, is more or less an afterthought, or sometimes it's completely missing. We shouldn't pop the universities for that because they have a research mission and the professional educational aspect is at odds with the basic research mission of the university. So we need a new approach and I think it is critical for the future.
1: I think it's really interesting as you bring up these points, because I think you know, as an industry, and certainly with folks who, who tend to be on the continuing or professional ed side, we see the mission as, as very oriented around supporting socioeconomic development, ensuring career readiness and, and preparedness, you know, creating that pathway to ongoing social progression. But the the institution itself has the same goals, but tends to approach the execution of those goals through academic research. Through very traditional means, whereas the continuing ed units tend to look at more innovative or differentiated approaches through programmatic innovation, certainly, to delivering and executing on that vision. And, you know, when you think about traditional faculties as they've started to make attempts at offering professional or online learning opportunities. I mean, what are some of the challenges that traditional faculties will will tend to run into when they try to build professional and online learning offerings by themselves?
2: Well, they are huge. As I mentioned, their primary mission and how they are evaluated is research. Modern research requires a lot of time. It requires focusing in a narrow area and great detail working with research teams. Now, that is not what professional education needs. The professional education curriculum has to be in very close touch with industry demands. So while the traditional faculty prioritizes the creation of new knowledge, the continuing education unit is looking at how to deliver right now the knowledge that that is needed and the skills that are needed. Promotion, as I mentioned, is heavily and sometimes exclusively dependent on research. So now let's see what it will require to, to have to develop, let's say, an online course. Well, it would require building a team, at the very least, with instructional designers, working with the faculty, with uh, people who understand online interaction, how to translate that, how to structure these activities. It will also require very frequent updates of the courses. It's very time-consuming. And at the same time, the faculty is required to do heavy-duty research. The time is just not there. That's one. At the same time, the culture is also not there because now something a course development, which is really a very personal endeavor. You lovingly develop your your syllabus. You choose your textbooks, uh, your materials, some of the research papers that you want advanced students to look at. You change that from the point of view again of creating new knowledge of the forefront of, uh, of research. If In addition, the faculty is required to integrate into the course industrial tools. That is another dimension for which they don't have time. There is no incentive for them to do it. And at the same time, that's what the student needs. It's extremely difficult getting adjusted to that new demand. And how to teach part-time students, how to, for instance, address an enormous diversity of background people have are changing careers, they have been out of school for a long time, they have forgotten some of the foundations, but then let's say something like analytics requires mathematical skills, they might have had statistics 20 years ago. Therefore, the the continuing education faculty knows that, so they would, develop training materials, refreshers, laboratories at a large scale. We at at Boston University have developed that at a really extensive scale so that the students can go back and look and learn. Well, that's not the problem with the undergraduate or with the research student. But where is all this time going to come from?
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, to your point, this isn't work that can be done off the side of a desk. This work has to be conscious, okay. it has to be focused, it has to be, there's a professionalism to continuing education, just as there is every other part of the institution. But I feel, you know, historically, we've looked at continuing ed as something that can be an afterthought. With the way the market's changing, though, you know, it's critical for colleges and universities to find ways to, to do this work more consciously, more actively. And I think that brings us to the point that you raised, and certainly, you know, One of the events that spurred you and I talking about this topic is that we collaborated on a chapter for uh, the Fielding University Press's upcoming second edition of the Handbook of Online Learning. And in the chapter we worked on, uh, broadly looks at online continuing education in the context of, of best practices and you focused on the capacity for faculties to collaborate with continuing education to create more of a cohesive institution-wide approach to serving sort of non-traditional and working adults. So let's dive into that. I mean, how can the institution leverage its professional and continuing education divisions, its professional and continuing education professionals, to provide sort of career-relevant programming with the latest tech tools and resources to the students that the institution is trying to serve?
2: I think you already probably answered the question. (laughs) uh, I'll just dive a little bit more in it. The technology side is relatively easier to handle because traditional faculty have gained an understanding that it has to happen. So more and more traditional faculty um, do use technology in the classroom, but that doesn't mean that they're addressing necessarily the needs of continuing ed students, because to do that, it has to go deeper. It has to go into the type of, of material that and the way the material is presented, uh, the type of material that is included that has career relevance, and that requires acknowledging what you just pointed out, the expertise and the knowledge and the value of continuing education faculty. I can understand that from a research point of view, it says, well, that's easy, I can do that. Well, you think you can do that, but (laughs) what is required is uh, understanding the needs of the student and also a willingness to include in the courses, not just interesting theoretical, conceptual uh, questions, but just tools and that give a job, that give a path to a career, uh, and to change these tools. This means working and and listening to faculty and continuing education. It also means listening to instructional designers when you develop an online course. That's not something which comes naturally to faculty. My first online experience, I developed one of the first online courses at, at BU, I had no intention of listening to the instructional designers. I thought I know it all. And that proved to be a fallacy. Once I understood it, it got better and it was good. But that's a change of culture. Also, we tend from the faculty side to not really plan for the time it will take to deal with technology. There is a reluctance in faculty to learn. They like to teach. I'm not excluding myself. So getting acquainted with how to lay out a multi-model course with video, with thinking about interesting simulation, thinking about interactions, that is not something which is first on mind, but that's something that the uh, continuing education faculty can tell. So it is quite a changing culture. It also requires from the institution to understand the need of technology support, educational technology support in the classroom and when developing the course, because we cannot require the faculty does it. And sometimes it looks like that. There has been a lot of uh, discussions, for instance, about how to organize that, if it should be a central place or should it be distributed in the... Well, the truth is that both are needed. There is a need of a central philosophy, a central approach and resources. There is also a need of uh, technologies, uh, instructional designers to work in the unit directly with the faculty. And that is a balance, it should be there <laughs> and it should be in sufficient amounts and at the sufficient level.
1: When you think about an ideal collaborative relationship between Uh, professional continuing ed uh, division, and then the institution at large, the more traditional faculties, what are the characteristics that you look for to say, you know, yes, that was a great collaboration, this is very collaborative, or, you know, there needs to be more give and take?
2: In my ideal world, I would like to see teams of research faculty and continuing education faculty working together in a team on course development, or at least on curriculum development for a prop. And then when it comes to the course level, I would like to see participation of instructional designers, student support specialists who uh, support the, the organization or the administrative structure of courses that are online. I would like to see a cohesive and helpful change in the culture of the institution that values the expertise of continuing education faculty, but at the same time brings also continuing education faculty close to research. It's a fallacy to think that if you work in a continuing education unit, all you do is teaching, and you shouldn't be scholarly active. That is, for me, and from my experience now of more than well, wow, got uh, 30, almost 30 years in continuing education. That is the recipe for professional debt. And we don't want that. And it's not benefiting the institution. So there should be this collaboration uh, between the different demands of research and education, traditional education and professional education. There are lots of benefits to that. such a team would be better to handle updates in the course. It will be able to come up with new pedagogies that address specifically professional and continuing education students because the approach, the style of the teaching and also not just the style but the the content, um, the substance of it is different. it's not what either the undergraduate students or the doctoral students is expected to do because the one is laying the foundation, the academic foundation, the knowledge foundation for future. And the doctoral students is basically doing research.
1: It's, it's interesting you've kind of framed out the differences in what each sort of student group is looking for, because that's that's how I wanted to close. You know, obviously, when we talk about professional education and continuing education, it's a different learner with a different outcome in mind who's, who looks for a very different experience than what they generally find in the traditional academy. So, you know, as you think about the collaborative approach between professional continuing ed and the main campus, how does it better prepare the institution at large to deliver that experience that non-traditional students expect, both inside and outside the classroom?
2: If we are able to do that, if we are able to develop this really, truly, intrinsically collaborative approach, Uh, First, the the learner wins on all accounts. It's a clear win. Preparation for a career, understanding, or at least uh, being put in touch with research questions, getting an industry relevant curriculum, and learning to place that into a broader new creation of knowledge. As a bonus, because it is so technology heavy, Uh, Students learn to live in a world where you have to communicate online, where you have to present online, where you just have to be comfortable living in virtual world. For the institution, it's an absolute win because the the requirements for uh, going back to school, learning new things, refreshing your knowledge, and at the level that is very heavily college level, post-secondary, that ensures the viability of the, of the institution. Uh, it's not going away. This is the central need of, of, of the 21st century, I, I would say. And um, institutions, if they want to survive, if they want to be useful, uh, they have to, to be able to deliver that uh,
0: education. This episode is brought to you by Modern Campus in partnership with The Evolution. Modern Campus empowers higher ed institutions to thrive when radical change is required to deal with lower student enrollments and revenue, rising costs, crushing student debt, and even school closures. Powered by the industry's only student-first modern learner engagement platform, presidents and provosts can work with Modern Campus to create pathways for lifelong learners, while marketing and IT can deliver Amazon-like personalization and instant fulfillment. To find out more on how you can transform your institution to meet the needs of today's modern learner, visit moderncampus.com. That's moderncampus.com.